welcome to episode number 79 of the Better Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet! It's a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around Mercury in retrograde and a full moon in Gemini. And it is a very, very windy winter's day out there. How are you doing? Rebecca Raskalzik of Bethlehem Steel is on the show. Wonderful band from Brooklyn, New York. Their new record, Party Naked Forever, is out on Exploding in Sound. Before we get started, I mean, I've been watching the past few weeks of news, waiting for the axe to fall, figuring I would be having this conversation uh, in some form at some point. Uh, Evan Weiss, past guest on this show, was linked to an incident of sexual assault committed by Evan's manager, Chase Igliori, the survivor in this incident uh was the tour manager for evan she describes the incident the assault that, that takes place and she comes forward to evan with the information and evan tells her to shut up and play nice if she wants to continue working for him um i became aware of this last week it is now public evan posted a response saying he misread the situation. First of all, sending positive thoughts to the survivor of this incident, thankful that she came forward. This wave of similar stories that are being brought to light, it's eye-opening to see it happen on such a massive level, and important that no one lose sight of the severe individual suffering that each of these survivors is going through Also, to all survivors out there who are continually being forced to relive their trauma through all of these stories, heart goes out to everyone. I'm not here to talk out of school, but Evan's statement is utter bullshit. His actions don't speak to misreading a situation. They speak to him actively silencing somebody after their trauma. He excuses Chase and he tells this person to be quiet and he threatens her livelihood. He says, too bad. The only good thing in this statement was that he doesn't deny any of it. He doesn't deny saying to keep quiet or deny threatening this person's livelihood. But in saying that you misread the situation, you don't acknowledge the actions that you took. And the actions that you took are shitty. The apologies and the realizing where you were wrong, fuck it. These two had power and they liked it. This behavior reverberates in a lot of different ways, and I'm feeling it within my community, within the greater social realm of how we communicate, and within Chicago, it's felt in a lot of ways. I know there are people out there who are connected to Evan, who are connected to Chase, who are wrestling with the effects 
that news like this has on them. Personally, you are forced to confront the fact that somebody that you trust is capable of harm such as this, and then many of us are figuring out how to address it publicly, trying to do the right thing, sending positive thoughts to all of those affected, however tangentially, by this incident. All right. Rebecca Raskalzik of Bethlehem Steel is on the show. Bethlehem Steel is a Brooklyn-based band whose roots go back to Buffalo, where Rebecca is from. Prior to Bethlehem Steel, Rebecca released a couple records under her own name and with a band called Paul's Grandfather that she started in Fredonia when she was at SUNY. Both those were pretty folksy projects, some dark Americana, and Bethlehem Steel, you can hear some of that in the very early stages of the project but they've progressed into a very tight rock trio their debut lp party naked forever is out now on exploding sound very excited to share this interview we talk about buffalo we talk about brooklyn and we talk about the record and we'll get to it but we'll start with the song this is alt shells followed by my interview with rebecca raskalsik Yeah, where'd you where'd you buy them? Sound Barn in New York and uh, Mohawk Place in Buffalo. Oh, okay. How's a Mohawk Place? Is that kind of like your old stomping grounds? Yeah. All right. It was great. A lot of love. Yeah, that's cool. Do you go Do you go back up there often? I try to. It's yeah. hard to like go home, but whenever we're playing shows, I try to just play in Buffalo so I can at least like. Just see the Say, homies. Uh, yeah. You got a you got a reason to be up there now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up there? Yeah. Yeah. In the city proper? Um, no, in the suburbs. I was like went from I don't know if you know any Buffalo. Like the only thing I know about different. Buffalo <laughs> is the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh yeah. Hometown heroes. Yeah. Rolling your eyes a little bit. I'm not I just no, I have nothing bad to say about the Goo Goo Dolls. I just yeah. never really was a huge fan. It's one of my favorite bands ever. Man, I'm sorry. God. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to get more into it or listen to more on this tour. I feel like now that now that I'm older, I can maybe appreciate it. More. Yeah. 
Well, they were they spent a few albums just ripping off the replacements. So I feel like I, yeah, like that, that sounds good. Yeah, there's right. a there's a Google Doll song called "We Are the Normal" that Paul Westerberg wrote the lyrics to, and then yeah, they got a boy named Goo Rob Cavallo produced and the guitars on it are some of my favorite recorded guitars ever, and and then they became, you know, the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Yeah, she's good, right? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking our picture. Yeah. Um. So, Buffalo, New York. Are you folks still there? Yeah. Yeah. They live in the city. Uh huh. Like right when I right when I went away to college, my mom moved in like to Riverside. Yeah, yeah. They left the suburbs. They're like, all right, we're gonna. They're still yeah. together. Uh no, my mom moved in with like the man she's been with since I was like twelve. Yeah. How's he? He's great. Yeah. He's a great dad. Yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> what about dad, dad. what about your dad? Uh, that's a big bag to open. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If if you if you'd rather not, that's cool um, if you want to. It's long. We've had like we like had a lot of time in my life where we like just like didn't speak or he like definitely disowned me for speaking my mind. Well, a couple times. Yeah. So now we we talk, but like at a yeah more a we distance, we know a comfortable distance. Yeah, we kind of. I think we have more of an understanding of right what the relationship is. Yeah, that's tough. When like when did the when did it all go down? When did it get? There were like two times that we like cut ties with each other. Once when I was like thirteen. Yeah. And then once when I was like twenty. Yeah. Wow. And then. So it's still a little, a little raw. Eh, not really. I mean, when I moved to New York, I was kind of like, "Hey, I'm moving uh-huh. away. If you want to like hang out, yeah, wow, it's on you. Like, let's whatever." So we did, and since uh-huh. then, it's like, is it all right? Yeah, and you get. He comes to that. my shows. Oh, that's nice. And like, does he like it? Go home and eat pizza with him. Yeah. Um. I I don't think he he probably doesn't like it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Were they listening to music when you were growing up, your folks? A lot of Roy Orbison. Oh, yeah. I guy mm-hmm. could write a song. Oh, yeah. That voice, too. It's, uh, yeah, it's so, his writing's so creepy, though. Yeah. I did a, a cover set for Halloween. Oh, really? Well, that was LaCroix Orbison. <laughs> so I just wore a LaCro- LaCroix box on my head. Uh-huh. And I was, like, just learning. Like, I only did the songs I could find like karaoke versions too yeah because i just did a karaoke style and uh-huh. her lyrics are pretty so creepy kind of like a weird weird i drove stuff. all night it's like yeah. i drove all night right. like crept in your room to make love to you uh-huh is yeah. that all right <laughs> no it's not it, it, right it, 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 it is not it's insane to me, like the just the those tropes. That's like, oh, this is like how you express like how much you you want to be with somebody is that you stalk them. Like, yeah. what the <laughs> fuck? It's like, um, oh man, I'm watching, peace, I'm watching Roy. Friends right now. That's what. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to put on. Lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's. So I'm just like, no, everything that you're doing is wrong. Stop it's not how it. you fall in love, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. So Roy Orbison in the house. 
what else did we like? A lot of Roy Orbison, a lot of Beatles. Yeah. Um, and you could latch onto that, or was it like kind of kind of lame mostly, old people stuff? No, I definitely really liked it. Yeah. Um, a lot of Cheryl Crow. Hell yeah. But it was I, I don't it was a weird thing like when I was being bad, my dad would put on Cheryl Crow, and when I was like like doing good or something, then he put on Jewel. Uh huh. And it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I have it you don't you don't have it in your in your brain exactly like when that became the the pattern of, of i don't know <laughs> like it's just something like i noticed like i hated cheryl crow so if i was yeah. like being like a little dick they yeah. like cheryl crow would go on in the car like, uh-huh. i would i used to travel out with my dad he worked in like engine plants okay so i'd like go to cleveland and detroit a yeah. lot with him so it's just like a lot of music in the car yeah for sure what were you doing then when he was working I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I just hang out in the hotel room. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, wow. I think it was like he had to work and he had me. So uh-huh. we'd go and we'd like go to like Cedar Point. Okay. And like the Indy 500. Yeah. When I was like a little kid. Yeah. And just hang out in that, that parking like lot. Like going to like just... the pit. Uh-huh. Well, he was like worked for like an automotive company. Oh, so get, okay. Like, tickets, so he like, was the like, race, he was the there races. on like that, that Goodyear swag, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about your mom what did she do uh she's a nurse uh-huh yeah and she worked a lot of nights was um, she around she well growing up it was like basically me and my mom like uh-huh. forever i have two siblings but they're like a lot older yeah and so it's just the two of us yeah sure and she worked a lot during the day Mm-hmm. And most of a lot of her time was spent like just doing paperwork all the time. Sure. Because she had like she got some like a similar brain to mine, just like homework, things like that. Like paperwork just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. End. Like super scatterbrained. Just, oh like, yeah. Everything sure. takes so much long longer than it should. Oh yeah. I can. Yeah, I got a file for her health insurance i'm just gonna be the last minute i'll do, I'll do like literally anything else yeah but it's yeah it's the putting check marks in places that i'm like nope not yeah. not a thing that i'm going to do um so when did you start to get serious about music um well i guess in in high school i used to do a lot of sports uh-huh what'd you play you play hockey up there? No. No. Never hockey. Uh-huh. I played a lot of soccer. Never good. I was never good at anything. Oh, come on. You have no. to be kind of good. No. I was so distracted. I was like the kid uh-huh. picking flowers in the field. Yeah. Or just like, just like had, I had a, a huge aggression problem. So I just like. Oh, really? Like go at people. Uh-huh. <laughs> but not have any skill. I just like, like just like ramming people in right. soccer. The moment I picked. The moment I pick ten dandelions, that's when someone's gonna get their fucking head stomped. Yeah, in. I had no interest in the skill. Just like I'm just uh-huh. gonna like fuck somebody up, which is a horrible thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But in the in the contained world of sport, <laughs> it's it's celebrated. Was that problematic that. for you outside of the soccer field? Your your aggression? Did you? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. I used to. I had a lot of anger problems, so I'd like have these like panic attacks all the time, or like they're like these weird like blackout rage moment kind wow. of things. 
So and I would just like have to leave the situation. Uh huh. But it's usually just like in my home life. So it'd just be like me and my mom. It was like it was just us. So we'd like get into a fight about something, and I'd right. just like have to leave the house because I would just be so angry about something probably really stupid. Yeah. And I would like pass out or I'd like black out while I was walking. Wow. And I would like wake up. The weirdest one was I woke up in a chair at a Best Buy. Uh-huh. And there's like you like someone woke me up because someone was like trying to buy the chair that I was in. I was like, wow. I was, like, Oh, shit. Can I use your phone? Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of, well, that's pretty wild. Me, I, what, what was the what did you do with that? Did you do you figure it just, out? Or you just... Um, it took a long time. I had to like get tons of like head scans and uh-huh. every test you could possibly think of, and then finally there was like someone was finally like, "Oh no, like you just have extreme anxiety." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, I'd have to like go to school with like all these like different like electrodes and things on my head. Just oh, for, you must like, have had get, like, so many friends. I I don't know. Yeah. I had like a good sense of humor, so I just like, yeah for sure play it off. My mom was like, "You don't have to go to school. Like, stay home." I was like, "No, I'm uh, going to I'm school. I'm going to school. This is gonna be with fun." With this <laughs> picture in uh, fucking <laughs> Ghostbusters when <laughs> Rick Moranis. Pretty <laughs> much is yeah. Wow, you good with it now? You you managing um, it? Oh yeah. I mean, it was it was good for a while, but now like actually as of like. Very recently, I was just like, this is still very real. Yeah. Even like, I can't just like keep myself busy and then not like. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's that terrible adult realization, right? Like, oh, my problems don't go away. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey. <laughs> but you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were playing music in high school, you said? Oh, sorry. Yeah, when, um. So I got hurt in playing soccer. Uh-huh. So then finally, like, that was my out. Yeah. From, like, I don't got to ski anymore. I'm not playing lacrosse. I'm not playing soccer. Uh-huh. Like, so I started getting more into music. Like, I was in, like, a couple orchestras and stuff. And What'd you play? Violin. Oh, wow. When did um, you start playing that? Fourth grade, whenever you're, yeah. whenever you're forced to choose an instrument. Well, violin is a pretty, uh, you know... People usually usually use like the trumpet or, or a clarinet. True. I picked up a violin in San Francisco recently. Um, right next uh, to you, right uh, next to you on the wall there. I also what? picked up a cello. Where? And I brought it back. Wall? See that Where plane ticket? Oh. That says cello crisp. Oh. Yeah, the cello sat next to me on the plane. <laughs> um, so you're playing. How long do you play violin? All th- I don't know, all through elementary school, middle school, high school. Then I did a little bit in college, and then just, I don't know. Yeah, were you taking it, se- you're taking it pretty seriously at no, a point now? <laughs> not really. I was in like, um, I was in a lot of, or like a few different orchestras. In uh-huh. Just like whatever my high school had. Yeah. But I was like, again, just like, I don't know, I was just always fucking around, like getting in trouble in class. Yeah. Like I loved it, but I, I don't know. You can only, you can only like pay attention for so long. Yeah. Reading sheet music. Well, my doing Brahms or whatever. I don't even know if I was like. I feel like I wasn't that bad. Uh huh. But I know that my orchestra teacher, who was like great, but I'm pretty sure that he like really wanted my mom 
So I oh, like shit. always get in trouble. So then he'd like call my mom. Uh huh. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. God yeah. Damn. I know. Yeah. He listens She's coming to on too many Roy trip. Orbison songs. <laughs> yeah. But what about uh? What about like like getting into the other stuff? The other stuff. Um, I started playing guitar. I think when I was like 13. Uh huh. My mom paid my cousin. 20 bucks like she was going out she was like gave him 20 bucks like come give me a lesson i remember yeah. she's like here's a couple chords here's a stack of tab books see ya <laughs> what were you interested in playing um like bright eyes yeah <laughs> that's like oh, definitely yeah? what i learned uh-huh. like learned to play oh man but how does he do that waste to paint thing is that line but my cousin <laughs> gave me a stack of metallica guitar tab yeah. books uh-huh so that's how i got like really into metallica hell yeah so i was like all right well i gotta listen to this yeah and just <laughs> what's your favorite metallica record ride the lightning yeah i'm an and justice for all but i'm not huge into metallica that's interesting to me though that you got that you got Metallica and, and you got Bright Eyes because you know you do have like two musical paths you have your your records that you put out yourself and with with Paul's grandfather oh yeah and then you've got Bethlehem Steel I like that acknowledgement of Paul's grandfather like oh we're gonna talk about that okay. <laughs> great <laughs> yeah yeah but you did yeah good. you know you got this this Americana thing and then you got you got the the rock records that you're making now. Yeah. Um, but it started, when did you start releasing music under your own name? Um, huh. I guess when I was like 18. Uh huh. Maybe. When did you start singing too? Cause you got a, especially on those solo records, you got a really, really uh, solid delivery on there. It seems informed. I'm not even sure when it, like, I used to do the musicals in high school, but I, like, couldn't sing. Uh-huh. Like, I just, like, hated it or, like, just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe, like, my senior year, I was just, like, I'm not doing these musicals anymore, and then started, like, singing, which makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I hate singing. I'm gonna sing. Now I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing on my own. Like I'm singing, uh-huh. telling me what to do. But I would definitely like force my friends, like my close like girlfriends, to like play music with me. Like they played piano. It's like just do this. Like I was like uh-huh. hand them like shit. I was like, come on, like just yeah. you need to play with me. Like we don't want to do this. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right. So I started learning like Kelly Clarkson songs and stuff. So oh, I was like, hell yeah. all right. So we were just like playing pop songs yeah. together. Uh huh. What was the uh, what was the objective then? You just like you just wanted to do it for the sake of doing it. Just was felt great. Yeah. <laughs> or just like I don't know, playing There's music something. with your friends, and I was like, all right, if you guys aren't gonna like try to write with me, we're gonna yeah. do the pop songs, uh-huh. and it's great. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Just doing it. it's something you can put your energy to. It sounds like you were having a little bit of a tough time at the beginning there, figuring out how to channel it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that was a shit. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My poor mother. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're good now. 
Yeah. We're getting there. I was rough. Uh huh. <laughs> Love you, mom. She's, uh, she's the best. So we, you went to Fredonia. Yep. What'd you study? Um, I did music, business, and philosophy. Oh, okay. That's a that's an interesting pairing. It was a weird. I jumped through a lot of things. I like uh-huh. was supposed to go um, for composition. Mm-hmm. Like I had my like mentor in high school. She like filled out the applications. Like you have to go for this, and I was like, okay. And then I never went to my audition. I didn't do it. I didn't think I like could do music. Uh huh. And where do you think that comes from? anxiety and self-doubt probably yeah sure 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 (laughs) but so then i was like nope i'm just gonna go like i wanted to go to school in colorado i didn't want to go to school for music Uh uh-huh um i wanted to go to school for zoology yeah and in colorado and then it was way too expensive out there sure and then i went was gonna go to fredonia for psychology Uh i was like all over the place yeah yeah yeah, and then i was like no fuck that I'm going to do radio. And then I got kicked out of the radio program. For what? Um, for swearing too many times. Yeah. On, <laughs> on air. I didn't get, I got kicked out of like the radio station. So yeah. I was not allowed to have another show. I was like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to like, sorry. This uh-huh. is, here we go. No, you're, like, you're good. Gonna... You're good. I got the little E on the, <laughs> uh, on the podcast. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I can't like, continue with this major uh-huh. i can't you're not gonna let me on the radio station so yeah. then i went to music business which i like ended up wishing i didn't do that at the end yeah rick just, from like, uh rick from pile yeah. did that and he just talked about like it was tackling whatever problem you knew was gonna be gone within three years like his was like yeah they talked about getting your your songs as ringtones when I was there, that was like the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Was it? Did you have a similar experience of just like this is gonna be so obsolete so quickly? Well, it was more like it wasn't like that because I was interested in like music, co- music copyright and publishing. Uh huh. Um. But I had a teacher tell us who's like he actually lives in chicago oh yeah so maybe he'll listen to this yeah but i won't say his name we're he's, we're, he's a, a, we're a national here. podcast oh, yeah. so it's not even it's like maybe sees us like oh uh-huh. chicago <laughs> i'll listen but he told us like really really messed up story about like what he used to do uh-huh at a label which is like basically just like completely like bankrupt artists that were trying to get somewhere like it was when like you needed like really needed a and r reps and it was like someone who would be comparable to taylor swift was like you find the record label finds out that another label's looking at them uh-huh. so the label that he works for would fly her out like her and her entire family to new york yeah, yeah like yeah. bring whoever you want like a week like all the meals limo rides hotel uh-huh and have all these meetings uh, and at the end of it, after they've racked up like hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever, if they didn't have read the contract that they signed, they now oh. owe all this money. Oh my God. And it didn't actually say anything about them getting signed. Uh-huh. And also 
um they also like sign their songs away so those songs would now belong to like it would go end up like going to like their artist oh my god and you're you're taking all these philosophy classes too all these ethics classes where you're just like getting into like the subtleties of right and wrong you're probably sitting there just being like oh my it was horrible yeah our whole class was like whoa he's like i'm sorry like i'm it's like we're all like we all have like one more year left in this program man like what are you told us in the beginning and like he i just remember him like dropping this ball on us and like he just like left the class he's like i'm gonna leave now you guys Uh can sit here like this is just like the reality tell me that on the first day yeah it was it was really oh and then but me and all my friends were doing like we're in like the diy scene there doing Uh like house shows and my friend at a small diy label at the time yeah which one is that that whale plane whale plane yeah i saw that on there because they have some chicago bands they got like loose lips sink ships mm-hmm. which is he know. lives i'm about to see him tonight We're oh cool excited. who is it matt Byrne. oh okay oh, good no, maybe yeah he's good good friend that's great that's great, great guy. um so the scene down there was that that's when you were doing paul's grandfather yeah and that's like do you just meet those people through that like the yeah, people just, that were doing that just in school um john who plays drums in bethlehem steel uh-huh we went to school there and jim yeah who's our guitarist now uh-huh but it's interesting to me that like that music was coming out of a place like buffalo which i don't really think is commonly associated with americana or roots music or is that some is that a characteristic that i'm like not aware of oh no you're very accurate yeah i think <laughs> it there i love buffalo and yeah. like a lot of people in the music scene there but there are definitely there was one show in particular where we played in buffalo because i play like the punk houses a lot yeah and it was usually a lot of people i, I don't know that people would ask me to play so i'd go but sometimes it's just like what the fuck are you here kind of situation really yeah this we had this one show where the band before us dressed up like all wore dresses and covered our songs and that was their uh-huh. set why did they do like, that? Just making fun of us. Wow. Like just being assholes. And then, so we had to go on and play the songs. Yeah. They're just like. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck? Is that. That's just some third grade shit. Yeah, I would never, weird. I would never think that something like that would happen in a, in a DIY space. Yeah. Wow. I wish I remember. Like, I have no idea who those people were either. Like, I don't remember the band they were or anything. Yeah. But. Well, what did unite that group of people? Because I'm, you know, listening to that music, and it's 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 interesting to me because I can't really find like much of it, the bright eyes thing, sure, but like there's a sinister like darkness to all of that um, that I, you know, I, I couldn't really like find an antecedent to any of that. Was, so Paul's grandfather. Yeah. Oh. Uh... I don't know. (laughs) I mean, we were all going through a lot of stuff, I think. Yeah. Like, I was, I had a lot going on at that time. It was, like, a point where I wasn't talking to my my dad. Yeah. Like, pretty resentful for my mom Uh for stuff. It was just a lot of family shit. Yeah. My, uh, Katie had a lot of stuff going on with her family, Uh who's another girl in the band. Who I've just, she played our early show, another band plays the scene. Oh, cool. They're great. That's awesome. So there's some like 
Yeah, some personal darkness going on in there. What were you doing, like the uh, summer and winter tours when you don't have school? You going and playing yeah. out of town? Are you finding people outside of Buffalo that are liking your stuff? Oh yeah, we did. We did really good. We just didn't. We couldn't do it together. Uh huh. Why is that? Just too many moving parts. Too many. I don't know. We are just like too young, I think. Uh-huh. And like three girls that didn't really know how to work together. Yeah. I think. Yeah, sure. All the time. Sometimes. Like when we were writing, it was great. But like uh-huh. I think sometimes when we were traveling, we would like almost kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's good now. Oh yeah, we're still friends. It was great. Um last winter? When was that? We were wearing winter jackets. Uh-huh. Maybe it was winter. When I was up in Vermont, the, yeah. the two of them came up and we recorded some songs uh-huh. in the barn. It was awesome. Oh, cool. And it was like the first time we like played music together in a long time. I'd like to hear those. I had a hard time finding recordings of you, I saw, but I did see your Pink Couch session, which got me very oh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great, great session. I was like, I love what you put together. And there was, yeah, like I said, that, that was like pretty in your face for americana for like roots music it was dark i was like i want more of this also i don't even know what's out there was like we recorded one record uh we have a full length i don't know if that's out anywhere like i don't even think i have it i couldn't find it but it like i should get it out there yeah so you did but you did meet john and Zephyr's the original bass player yeah bethlehem steel they were going to he didn't go to school there Uh uh-huh but he dated one of our friends okay so we met him became friends with him when both of us were living in new york city okay did you start the band in fredonia after in new york we're talking about bethlehem steel right yeah 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 after oh okay okay so what were you doing um after college was paul's grandfather done um about a year after college yeah we we ended we just like we had one really fucked up show she was February 5th. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just remember, I don't know, we just, like, got into a fight on stage, and, like, we just knew, like, last show, done. Like, Damn. I don't even remember what we were fighting. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, sometimes that, that's, like, the least important detail. But it was, like, that happened, and I found out, like, like immediately after that happened, I got a call that, like, my friend was really sick, and they were, like, get your ass home. Like, uh-huh. Like, wow. you're not singing for Donut. You're, like, come home tonight. It's, like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry for swearing a lot, too. No, no, you're all good. You're but, all good. Then you go back to Buffalo and then... Yeah. Stayed in Buffalo. Well, I went... What did I do? I worked at Geico. How was that? I got really into it. <laughs> <laughs> all that paperwork. <laughs> well, no. All I didn't... I didn't really have to do much. It was like I was a claims handler, so I was on the phone. Uh-huh. But I like... Yeah. I'm really like good with talking to people about like... Uh-huh feelings yeah so like oh i'm sure everyone's like, like really emotional like, yeah i like cried now? so many times on the phone with people uh-huh. <laughs> their so cars amazing. like it was like people call about the deer and like uh-huh. i'm crying like i know like yeah i don't know so then they're like you're great like you can uh-huh. have like whatever job in the country you want like yeah. whenever it comes up like you can do it and i just remember telling my really good friend dylan uh-huh who's in plays in del paxton he was in longitude okay, it, okay. Yeah, sorry yeah, 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 yeah. not that 
from the Fredonia whale plane. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And um, he was just like, it's like I'm gonna like think I'm gonna go to Texas. Like I'm gonna get a. They're gonna give me a truck. Uh huh. Like. <laughs> It's like what you're not playing music. Like yeah. quit Geico uh-huh. and go get, leave. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. I like plan just to like do like a cross country trip. Uh-huh. Not doing music, but like writing and like right. with one of my friends and yeah, quit Geico. So uh-huh. I'm really lucky that he was there. Just be like, you. You gotta get stop. Out. Why are you writing music? Uh-huh. Get out, quit this job. That has to be like, I mean, especially going like back to the like, I didn't think I could do composition to have someone be like, you need to, you freaking need to do this. (laughs) So what was the intention with starting Bethlehem Steel? It's like, it's a very different project from what you were doing previously. Um, well, I moved to New York, John and I were dating Uh and we was just playing, we were just playing music together Yeah, and started playing shows. It was a lot like it was a lot it was more similar i guess to paul's grandfather like the first ep that we have it was a lot softer definitely and then, then the anger struck <laughs> again <laughs> i was like all right i'm done like it's coming out i need yeah, to fucking yeah, get yeah. this sorry i need to get this out like on uh-huh. stage and that's when it like picked up yeah because it's like it's yeah it was the the first ep it's like it kind of works in that in that world a little bit too even if you're playing electric guitar but like docking like the tone is there and the the energy of it and like kind of what you carry into the lp it's like so apparent there's a shift like right there yeah the anger hit (laughs) yeah and and you're hanging out in brooklyn diy too Mm -hmm. which is a little bit more of an inviting and accepting place than you were finding in fredonia well no fredonia was like Fredonia was great. Uh-huh. It was just, I had a, I kind of had a hard time finding my place in like the Buffalo music scene. Yeah. As much as I, I liked it, I don't know. I felt, and like genuine, like usually supported by it, but like. Do people stay there in Buffalo? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I really, when I first moved to New York, I was, I really wanted to go back. I uh-huh. hated it. I hated New York. I wanted to be in Buffalo. I felt so guilty. Uh-huh for leaving why because i wanted to i don't know i wanted to learn more about like sound recording and um like running a venue and stuff in new york and then like bring it back to buffalo yeah was it kind of like a you were hoping to like maybe go back and fix things i wanted yeah i kind of wanted to bring something which i mean there's still time Right, yeah. To do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong. The music scene's definitely, like, much better, I think, than when I was trying to, like, find like find where I had a place in it. Like, mm-hmm. it's come a long way, and people have, like, definitely come more together. Yeah. I guess I'm just a little intrigued by, you know, the idea of a place, like, not accepting you, and you're just like, oh, I really want to go back. <laughs> yeah i don't think that i don't think it wasn't not accepting i just feel i just didn't think there was a like a spot uh-huh. for me i don't yeah. know like i that's uh, okay i love it but definitely yeah, yeah. i definitely feel some like there's a lot of like discomfort and sadness just like with a lot of things from, from like just growing up there where it's like kind of hard to be there but then like want to be there 
to like get through it and just like make it work yeah i think that that's a really common attribute to places where it's cold yeah like minneapolis has that a lot chicago too but they complain so much here when it's cold it's all they do for like four months it's like it happens every year just deal with it but (laughs) but there is there is like still here there's a part of it that's just like once April comes around, everyone's like, we did it. And I'm like, we did. You kind of sucked the whole time, but yeah. like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. I just wish, like, I don't know. I guess when I was, like, trying to do stuff, I was, like, totally just, like, in the wrong scene, too. Like, I would go to a lot of hardcore shows. Uh-huh. Again, like, just lash out to get, like, out aggression. I would definitely yeah. come home, like so many bruises yeah i don't know why my mom would let me go <laughs> i just like <laughs> beat up but like that's all i had to like get it out just, yeah like, um but they really weren't accepting of like me being like yeah. being a girl and it's just pretty oh, shitty but okay. now like now uh-huh. when i go back it's like I, it's i have a lot more friends uh-huh. that i wish that i had had yeah, for sure. Like in the music scene, they're playing in bands and stuff that like and are much better of like support systems. Like, well, yeah. Where were you guys when like I was like when I needed you? I was the, going the every so. time I die show, <laughs> getting my ass kicked. <laughs> um, but you, I mean, you, you, you were working at Chase Stadium too, and then you recorded docking there. Yeah, there and at um, a lot of it was there. A lot of it was at um, the house venue, David Blaine's Estate House. Yeah. Do they find a new space for Shay? Still looking. Oh. High hopes. It's, it's so sad. It's 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 crazy to look at that. The spectrum of the people who are involved in that DIY space too, and you'd see like, you know, some band that started like three weeks ago, and then Titus Andronicus is playing like the next mm-hmm. night. It's wild. It's I'm it's a, very jealous. It's a good place i don't know it's still weird like some weird like cosmic force brought me there i Uh swear it's so weird i hated new york and i was like in this like really bad place Uh and i just like gravitate like i just like went there it was really weird i was doing sound at this place pete's candy store Uh uh-huh and which is great i love the bar john's worked there in the band he's been there for like eight years yeah really really great but a lot of the people that play there were just like oh female sound girl cute like just uh, such uh, so shitty it's like you fucking fuck you um yeah. but <laughs> for real i uh one of my roommates was like you gotta check out this place and meanwhile i've like lived in new york for like two years uh-huh just like miserable didn't really have any friends i don't know i was just like in just... another world uh-huh so i went i was there was a lot of stuff going on with my mom at the time. One of my friends just passed away. Uh huh. So I was just like, didn't know like my hand from my ass. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like so depressed going through so much shit. And I went there and just like immediately was like, can I like be your sound intern? Like, can I just follow someone? They're like, well, we don't really do that, but. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so then that's how that started. And then like, just got me through like yeah grief process and like going through some stuff with my mom and 
was uh what was going on with your mom if you don't mind me asking she it's kind of still unclear but um when my friend passed away it kind of like he died of brain cancer and it like set her off one morning like she just was like um me and my sister my sister was visiting she like woke us up she's like we gotta go to the hospital like my my brain tumor's back like it's back it's like like mom it's not you like that's dave like uh-huh. he just died like two days ago yeah it's not you and like i I don't know she, she never had a brain tumor she, no okay it was just like something was off and then like slowly i I think she was she's on like a lot of different medications for like arthritis and like uh depression and anxiety uh-huh. and stuff and i think a lot of things might have been mixing yeah and on top of with a lot of anxiety that she also has. Yeah. And it just like set her into like this state of psychosis. Wow. So we ended up having to like, she went to the hospital for a, a little bit. Uh-huh. And. That's so of, scary. Of course, like being my mom, she she was like made friends with everybody. And she's yeah, like, yeah. so I want to set you up with this guy I met. Uh-huh. Like, can I give him your number? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Please don't do that. I'm sure that he's a very nice guy, but don't set me up. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that had to loom so heavy though. The, the whole the whole saga. It was yeah, it was really really hard, which wow. is what like a lot of the record is about. Yeah, but there is a like there's a doom that's that's lingering over all of it. Yeah, there's one song on there, um, called Deep Back that. I is like essentially about that and with my mom and I basically every song that I write I send her the voice memo uh-huh always oh, so I was just like that. especially with those uh-huh and it was crazy because she had told me that she had taken it to like her new ther like her therapist uh-huh and like played the song and like brought him the lyrics yeah wow she's like able to like work through some stuff uh-huh through that like her own like or yeah. like with her relationship to you both wow and it's like pretty crazy that's amazing and then we ended up like i made a music video for it uh-huh which isn't out yet but it's with her and it's like yeah. crazy and it's weird like and it's so i don't know so now I'm just like trying to figure out like what do we do with this now right. and what do we say because it's like pretty like I think you say dark and weird for exactly me. what it what it is and whatever you're comfortable with sharing yeah right? but it's weird because it's like there's like family members that might see it and might not like understand that like it's something that like we kind of like work through together right and like our relationship is like we talk a lot yeah and like dig through shit uh huh. But I don't know. I feel like they might just be like, why are you doing, like, why are you showing this side of your mom? But it's I just like. I feel like, whatever, fuck you. But it's different. <laughs> yeah, know. no, totally. I mean, there's uh, there's only two people that matter in that. Yeah. And that's you and your mom. That's true. Um, So you were, st- you were telling me in the kitchen that you went up to Vermont to record this record? Yeah. What prompted that? You were like. You're like, oh, let's do the the Cabin in the Woods record. Well, it was just, so my boyfriend has a studio there. And he uh-huh. was, 
he records like he recorded the washer and stove records for exploding in sound oh yeah which stove record is stupider yeah oh and the new one cool. which is really sick yeah which <laughs> i was lucky enough to be there for the recording it's like oh, i love steve I, I love you steve oh yeah i'm all right continue but so i don't know <laughs> and we are just we needed to get out of new york for a while um so we went up there did the record uh-huh we're building our house yeah which is still up there <laughs> we went back to new york right <laughs> but just full full immersive like this is this is my life for how long um well we thought the whole thing was gonna be like three months uh-huh the plan was like all right we're gonna like pump out this record yeah build this truck camper house uh-huh come back live outside of shay yeah ended up being a year uh-huh everything happened with shay oh and my dream of selling my leftovers outside of shay stadium died oh no <laughs> you still have the leftovers i mean leftovers are forever <laughs> <laughs> but uh- <laughs> <laughs> touche yeah I, I, have, I can't argue with you'll that. You always have leftovers. Um, but some of the songs date back further, right? Deep back says was recorded by Rebecca in a bathroom in 2015. Yeah. Um, well, we were gonna re-record it, and then just like I couldn't feel what I felt yeah. when I recorded it, so I just like leave it, just keep it. Definitely keep that version. Yeah. I, I I really like you know the um, it stands out. It's a it's a real it's totally the centerpiece of that record, and you know it stands out both in in what you're saying and also just like the delivery. This little like lo-fi recording in the middle of of this really really like nice fuzzy sounding record. It's it's <laughs> just that song starts and you're just like oh okay all right yeah. Hey. <laughs> I like it. I like that you didn't re-record it. I think that it's 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 there. It's fully there. I like you know. There's a lot of things that you do on this on this record that I like a lot. And it's like one of them is the moments when your pop senses flourish, which you know songs like Alt Shells and Finger It Out. Like those hooks are so solid. And I think like up until up until this, it didn't really feel like you were as you were embracing that quite as much as as these ones are. You're just like. All right. Yeah. This is my rock songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did it take a little bit of time for you to like embrace that fully? Or did those kind of just pop out? Those songs specifically were me trying to give in to like, yeah, like writing a pop song. Yeah. Because normally I'm just like, no, nothing has to repeat. I don't care. Like, Right, right. <laughs> I'm doing it like I'm going to do it, but it's like, all right, I'm going to try to like bring back something yeah i like that your your music has a lot of parts too and like there's a lot that happens in the middle of alt shells where it's like that i see that side of it where you're like i don't want to repeat things it's like you're you know some people would just put one bridge in there and you're like no i'll do i'll do three (laughs) figure it out though you you wrote that about genevieve yeah castry um charlie faff was just here and they pulled out my roommate's copy of that Mount Erie record 
and they were like, oh my God, Genevieve. And I was like, I was like, I'm totally unfamiliar actually. And they were like, get susceptible. I got it from my kid sister and I just read it like two days ago. Fuck. The book. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. It's, it's sad. I just remember like just reading Phil Elbrum's words. It's just like, yeah, shit, like so raw and real. Yeah. And, like amazing that someone is just expressing that. I was just trying to describe that record to somebody and, you know, people make records about mourning like, openly and it's been done recently too but i'm like no, you just gotta he's just telling you yeah that this is what it is yeah it's crazy when it came out i think it might have been stove so someone was recording uh-huh and it was like stove or washer and i was like i need to, i'm going for a walk yeah wow nobody's coming with me uh-huh. i'm gonna listen to this record <laughs> And I'm probably gonna be a mess when I get back. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and what you what you made with that, like the the foreboding that lingering doom of of finger it out, um, the liner you prepared for all the terrible things that will happen in your life. But and then it's paired with that pop. And I really like that stark like contrast of like I'm gonna say something like is gonna knock you over, and it's also gonna stick in your head. Yeah, it's like I definitely have a lot of like irrational like anxiety and fear of de- like people that I love dying. Yeah. So like even when I was like leaving for a tour, so my boyfriend, I'm just like, don't die while I'm gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, ah. You might, so I love you, but yeah. don't die. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, just get out of here. I'm sleeping. Right. <laughs> on tour. You said this when you went to go pick up a kombucha at 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I I like I like how upfront this record is too, you know, there's some very plainly confrontational tracks and then there's these moments where, you know, I feel like you state clearly this is this is where I'm at. I'm not feeling so great about that. And like, you know, going back to like the earlier stuff where you might put that into a metaphor. I really do like your, your decision to kind of just be just as upfront as you can. Was there, was there any peeling back of that? Did you address it with an intention or is it just coming out that way? Usually it just comes out how it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, the EP was definitely like a grieving process. So a lot of the songs were just like, it was right when my friend passed away. Yeah. So like most of the songs are about him. So that was kind of just like, I don't really even remember writing it, I guess. It was just like, yeah. in like a really, came out of a really dark place. Uh-huh. And that just like, I don't. There's no brain that's dictating it. Yeah. It's just like your but, yeah. cosmic being this was definitely more like i could think more i guess yeah 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 yeah. um you know amongst the confrontational tracks is untitled entitlement i don't think there's that song doesn't really warrant a question like well where did that come from (laughs) 
you state that one like pretty clearly and this is like from being a person a woman for 20 however many years yeah um but was there a moment that made you want to put it together in the way that you put it together on the record like sonically or like the or lyrics why like writing it both I guess, like, you know, starting with the lyrics. Well, a lot of it was, like, I was in Florida. A lot of the songs I wrote in Florida while I was staying with my brother for a month. Uh-huh. Just, like, hanging out with yeah. him and his daughter. Um, and we were, we went to a Black Lives Matter meeting in uh, Manitoba County. Uh-huh. And... It was the first meeting there, and we were listening um, to the mother of Rodney Mitchell, who was shot by a police officer while he's just at a red light, like for no reason. Uh huh. And just like her telling her story, and uh-huh. we were trying, wanted to be like supportive of that cause while we were there, and went to these. Um, they had a meeting with the sheriff's department, like the police department there. Uh huh an open meeting and just like seeing seeing that I think sparked wanting right like went home and wrote that which is like not just about that but like there's other issues that the song touches on but like right that experience puts it into yeah the form that it comes out in yeah yeah just I don't know like hugging a woman who like lost her son for no reason <laughs> it's just yeah. like i don't know shouldn't i don't want to forget that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um did you know that you wanted to um present it the way that you did just speaking it plainly right away or was that something you came to i guess yeah I I just wrote like the simple part on like a guitar like for then I just later moved to bass. Uh-huh. But like just wrote it out like free form kind yeah. of thing then it's like I don't even know how to like I can't put something sweet to that. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. Uh-huh. It's the the command of that is is insane. It's, you know, you you could scream it but the that's why I'm losing my voice right now. I was. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, I kind of, kind of got a little nuts. Yeah. I actually a little too much information. But while screaming, I screamed so hard that I peed a little <laughs> at the release show, and then felt the need to tell everyone on stage. Hell I'm not yeah. ashamed, but uh-huh. that's like now I'm just like cool. Now I got to get through the rest of the tour. Uh huh. <laughs> With that shame and no, <laughs> no fuck that. That rules. That's so tight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm losing my voice. But it's okay. Um, there's a real presence of what's happening right now on this record, and like you know, you do talk about you know being in a in a a shared predicament of of you know being overeducated and feeling like you're not doing. Wait, you know, everybody's going through this right now, right? But 
there's also a point that you make very succinctly to just say, like, you know, there are people out there who are actually being threatened right now. Like, keep that in mind when you're, you know, complaining about not knowing what you should be doing with your afternoon. Yeah, that's, yeah. The song on their yoke, which is about egg, where uh-huh. like, and I had to, like tell the owner, I was like, song's coming out. Like, I know, like, you support me. I know you're going to listen to this. Yeah. It's not about you. Uh-huh. Or anything. It's about like these fucking horrible cuts. I don't know what that. Why is my phone on? Sorry. Let's go right. Um, like horrible things that I overhear people talking about. Like yeah. Being upset with their eggs. I remember like just overhearing people like just having conversations about how we shouldn't be letting in Syrian refugees and all yeah. stuff. But I'm just like, pray more coffee but i really want to dump this on your head because right. i can't i can't but i'm probably gonna like i might go to jail if that happens yeah <laughs> that not actually that right right like, no, no i, I mean you, no actually happen. yeah um i feel you i feel you on that and i you know i think i took it too as as being like you know there's you like you're not you're not an overtly political band. You're not, you, you know, you're not, you're not downtown boys. You're, you know, within, within a scene where, you know, people are political, yeah. but it's, you know, um, it comes, it comes through, through different methods than, than others. But, you know, like being within, within this crop of bands, I liked the idea that there's a little bit of a directive to people to just be like, Hey, uh, you know, we're all, we're all going through similar things too. That's why we're, we're making this music for each other and for ourselves. But like, bear this in mind. Yeah. I think it's not, it's not an avoidable thing anymore. Let's talk about it a little more instead of. Yeah. Bringing up the dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Like, I don't know. I love, I, I support everyone making music, but there's like, if you're writing songs, you can like. Just pull, pull more of yourself into it. Yeah, and others. More heart. Yeah, yeah. microphone. Well, thing turned out great. Thanks. It's a really, really great record. There's a there's a whole whole lot going on. It sounds phenomenal. Thank you. Tour's going well. I mean, aside from the my voice sounds yeah. gone. <laughs> It'll be. It's good. Yeah. It'll be good. I just gotta. I gotta chill out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> My mom's like, just, please just don't scream. Just so like, I yeah. gotta scream. I gotta scream, Mom. Do you know how this goes? <laughs> they pay me to scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great talking to you. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cool. great presence i love when people are on tour and they come in and they're like i gotta take it easy i'm losing my voice i like being able to have a quiet conversation becca put me at ease and i'm appreciative of that a lot of thought goes into these songs the experiences shared echoing loudly the past few months and also 
Such solid songwriting from an extremely promising band. Such a pleasure having Becca over. Check out Bethlehem Steel online, bethlehemsteel.bandcamp.com. And I got to give a shout out to this Facebook URL, facebook.com slash bsteel, my bleeding fart. So impressed. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, rate it, write a review, tell a friend about the show, like it on Facebook. You can send me a message on there. We're on Bandcamp, better yet, podcast.bandcamp.com. The website is betteryetpod.com. T-shirts and buttons are at betteryetpod.com slash merch. And thank you so much. Thanks to Becca. Thank you, Chloe. Thanks to Dan, forever indebted. Thank you, Jay. You keep me cool. Come back next week. Thanks, folks.